seated. tonight. Amen. The book of Galatians, the fifth chapter. Galatians, the fifth chapter. After the book, books of Corinthians, you hit Galatians, then Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Amen. So Galatians, the fifth chapter, and verse number 22. Praise God. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in in the spirit praise god and so we uh continue tonight with our series we're talking about the fruit of the spirit god bless you you may be seated thank you for standing amen just a quick recap that of what has brought us to this point to this lesson amen uh, anybody remember what what all of this begins with where does all of this start, the, the fruit of the Spirit? Amen. Not, not a trick question. It's all right. It all begins with that word that we love so much that we, we like to say, but we don't necessarily enjoy living out, is that word submission. It all begins with submission. When we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit... You cannot bear fruit without submission. There is no fruitfulness without submission. And so as we began our look into and discussion of the fruit of the Spirit, uh, we found that Jesus uh, likened us unto branches that are connected to the vine. And he, he tells us, and we're going to read it again tonight, that we must stay attached. We must abide in the vine. Amen. For he is the true vine, his father the husbandman. We must bear fruit or the branch will be cast into the fire. And so we fulfill what God told Adam and Eve and what he told to Noah to be fruitful and multiply. So last week we discussed, anybody remember the fruit, part of the fruit that we discussed? Love. Love. That word love that we discussed is not uh, the, the Greek word phileo. It's not the eros love. It is what kind of love? Agape love. And what kind of love is agape love? Unconditional and decided. It's a choice. Okay? It's not just uh, having no conditions. It's loving in spite of the conditions. So it is both of those. Unconditional and decided it's not a shifting or changing kind of love that changes with circumstances or feelings it is a conscious decision to love and so we bear the fruit 
We must bear the fruit of love uh, that we have so freely uh, received. And we remember that when we talk about fruit, especially if we are the branches, does the branch consume its own fruit? I've never yet seen it. And so the branch does not partake of its own fruit, but rather the fruit is there for somebody else. When you bear the fruit of the Spirit, you are bearing the fruit for somebody else to be partaker of. Amen. The book of John chapter 15, this is our secondary text. Uh, John chapter 15, in verse number 1. Amen. John 15, in verse number 1. Jesus says, I am the true vine. My father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. He says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can you, except you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Amen. Do you notice in just those five verses that, that Jesus takes uh, the lesson, takes the instruction from bearing fruit to bearing more fruit to bearing much fruit. Praise God. That's his desire in us, is to continue to progress in him. The more we abide in him, the closer we get to him. Praise God. The less entangled with the world we are, the more fruit we can bear. Praise God. Now, we're talking tonight about the second of these characteristics, the second portion of the fruit of the Spirit, uh, and that is joy. Everybody say joy. Praise God. Now try saying it with a, with a frown. She can do it. Now try saying it with a smile. All right. It's a little, little, feels a little better, doesn't it, when you, when you say it with a smile. Praise God. Of the 326 occurrences for the word joy in the New Testament, 131 are found within the 10 letters that are uh, ascribed to the Apostle Paul. So that's 40%. Paul, you can uh, regard him as the theologian of joy. You may not necessarily get that from portions of his writing because he does speak with some sarcasm. Uh, he does speak with some uh, correction and instruction uh, that can maybe uh, cross you the wrong way. But he also talks a lot about joy. It's significant that the most common uses of joy are found not only in his writings, but, but they're found in, in the same root word in the Greek, and that root word is uh, char or, or kar, uh, C-H-A-R, which is the root for also the word that we have uh, when we talk about the Holy Ghost, uh, which is charisma or charismo, um, and so it is, it is 
related to is the Greek word for grace. But it also bears with it the definition of gladness. Praise God. Anybody like to live a glad life? Praise God. It's, it's miserable being miserable. Amen. And so there's gladness associated with this word joy. Uh, it is cheerfulness. Praise God. You like, you like going to work and, and people around you are cheerful? Makes a big difference in your day, doesn't it? Praise God. Well, what if all the Christians went to work cheerful? Amen. What a difference it would be. And so there's a close connection between the two concepts. Those who have experienced the grace of God, just as Paul had and had made known throughout, uh, as we see in the book of Acts, as also through his writings, he's been an, a recipient of the grace of God and uh, also standing firm in his faith. And so there is a connection for you and I that, that we are ex recipients of the grace of God, but also that we are able to stand strong in the faith and continue to celebrate with joy our liberty in Christ. Anybody thankful to live for God? Praise God. It should be a joy for us when we get to come to church. It should be a joy for us when we get to go to our go to our, our knees in prayer. It should be a joy for us when we get to open up the Word of God. It should be a joy for us when we get to share with somebody the love of Christ. It should be a joy for us. Praise God. We're going to find tonight that the outward circumstances, though hard sometimes, can still be accepted joyfully as opportunity to grow in the likeness and the image of of Christ. So in spite of all that happened to Paul, he was able to rejoice in the Lord and glory in God. Amen. If you've read Paul's writings, if you've read the list of the things that he glories in, he, he gloried in the tribulations that came his way. Praise God. The times that he was beaten, times that he was shipwrecked, times that he was forsaken times he was persecuted he gloried in those times amen that doesn't mean he's a he's a masochist but rather he understood that there that all of those things uh, have a deeper working when put into the hands of god when we abide in christ and allow him to abide in us amen so we continue our discussion about the fruit of the Spirit as we endeavor to exhibit this fruit of joy. So, Brother Lee, I hope you are got your fingers ready to keep typing, pulling up Scripture. Otherwise, everybody's going to have to open up their Bibles and open them up. <laughs> Amen. I encourage you to do so anyway. Uh, but uh, let's talk about... Uh, as we go through the, this, this, these series, this lesson, these lessons on the fruit of the Spirit, again, we're talking about that we, you know, Jesus said that we are the branches. He is the vine, his father the husbandman. And so we, so we have to understand that, that as the branches, we, we really only serve as the conduit. We are the thoroughfare for the things of God to come through into the world 
Amen. The branch is not the fruit, nor is the branch the source of its own strength. It comes from, as in Jesus' example, it comes from the vine. So we talk about our source first. We've got to get that right. Because if we're, if we're not careful, as, even as the children of God, we can look to the world for the things that, that provide our joy. For the things that provide our, what we would call happiness many times. And we understand from Scripture that the, the pleasures of sin are only for a season. They're only for a season. So all of those things that, that you uh, seek for, reach for, search for in your life uh, from this world, they will only last for a time. I'm not going to try and lie to you. Yes, there is pleasure in things from the world. That's why people get trapped in them. But they only last for so long. Amen. They, and they usually carry a higher price tag than you expected to pay. Amen. So, that being said, as the children of God, we need, need to make sure that we are connected to the source of our joy. God, as we said last week, He is love. That is part of His character and who He is. Amen. God is love. But God is also the source of our joy. Psalm 43, verse number 4. The psalmist says, Then will I go to the altar of God, unto God my exceeding joy. In other words, when I need to go somewhere, when I need to not only get things right, but I want to I walk away from that place better than when I came, I'm going unto God my exceeding joy. Amen. God spoke through his prophet Jeremiah. He was giving a list of the different things that he was, uh, that he was going to uh, do or say or be unto them. And in Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 9, he, he makes a statement. He says, it shall be to me a name of joy. Amen that all the things that he was speaking to his people, that it will be to him a name of joy. Praise God. I don't know about you, but, but especially when my mind is right, <laughs> when my heart is right, is that just simply calling the name of Jesus, it is a joyful thing. Amen. To understand what is wrapped up in the name of Jesus. It is joy. It is joy. It is joy. Praise God. For He is our salvation. And all of the things that we, we need, the, the provision that we seek, He is it. And so it shall be to me a name of joy, He says. Praise God. I love this scripture. Uh, in Psalm 30, verse 5, praise God. Folks, we're told in Scripture that, that to, to look unto the hills from whence cometh our help. Our help cometh from the Lord, right? Praise God. Just, just picture this, if you would. 
uh, Psalm 30, verse 5, His anger endures but a moment. In His favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but, but what's coming over the hill? What's coming over, over the, 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 the precipice? What, what's, what's coming over with the dawn? Joy comes in the morning. When all the stuff that you're going through, folks, here comes the Lord. Here comes the Lord. Joy is coming in the morning. Praise God. Sometimes it's just, sometimes we just, we just gotta, just gotta make it through the night. Things will be better in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. Praise God. Right, Caden? Joy's gonna come in the morning. <laughs> Amen. And so, so uh, he, he not only brings joy, he gives joy. Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 26 for God giveth to a man that is good in his sight wisdom and knowledge and joy. Wisdom and knowledge and joy. Of all the things he could have listed, to the man that is good in his sight, he gives wisdom and knowledge and joy. Folks, there should be no reason for a child of God to go through life without joy. Praise God. We're going we're gonna to repeat this later on, but I just need to say it right now. The joy of the Lord is our strength. We're going to say it again in just a little bit, but I just, I just felt like it needed to be said right there. Amen. Because of all the things that he could give to somebody who was good in his sight, he includes joy. Not just wisdom and knowledge, but joy with those things. Praise God. Amen. Uh, Isaiah 65 and verse 18. Be glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. You hear, hear what the Lord is saying? What He's doing, what He's working. Rejoice and be glad. And He says, For behold, I create Jerusalem a rejoicing and her people a joy. I create Jerusalem a rejoicing and her people a joy. Hallelujah. He's working, as we said on Sunday, all things together for the good to those who love Him and are the called according to His purpose. Hallelujah. We don't have to bemoan our circumstances. He is working something out for our good, and that should bring us joy. We may, we may just confound the world when, when sometimes as it, as it happens that things are crashing down around us but we still have a joy in us. We still have that calm assurance that God's got everything in control. Praise God. Amen. Romans chapter 15 verse 13 as I was, had mentioned Paul had, was, a, was a theologian of joy. Uh, here is one of his writings Romans 15 13 he says now the God of hope do what fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost he's saying let the God of hope fill you with all joy praise God with all cheerfulness with all gladness let him fill you 
And that comes by His Spirit, the Holy Ghost. Amen. We understand that God is the source of joy, wants to give you joy. If you don't have joy, He wants to give it to you. Stop resisting it. Stop being Scrooge and trying to walk in your, your grumpiness. And, and what, what, what do I like to say? The, the molly grubs. Stop trying to walk in that stuff. Amen. He wants to give you joy. And it's in Him that we can rejoice and be joyful. Jesus prayed for His disciples to be sustained in this world as they do His work. In John chapter 17, verse 13, He said, Now I come to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Do you hear what He's saying? You can read that a couple different ways if you want to, but here's how I like to see it is that since he's the source of joy, praise God, he's trying to give you his joy. That his joy would be fulfilled in you. Isn't that awesome? Taking of, of his own character and who he is and the gift that he wants to give and put it in you so that it can be fulfilled in you. That's awesome. I love that. Praise God. Romans 5, verse 11. Paul says that not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Folks, He's done the work. He's the one that's made the way. No work that you could have done could ever bring such joy. But now we can joy in God, the Creator, the King of kings and Lord of lords, because of what He has done through the body of His flesh. Amen. He's, he's paid the atonement. He's made the way for you and I to be cleansed from sin, to be forgiven. Folks, I don't know what, what should bring more joy than that. If you can rejoice over somebody putting a million dollars in your bank account, more than you can rejoice over the salvation that He has provided, something is askew. And I can tell you right now that I would sure be pretty happy if somebody put a million dollars in my bank account. No bank error in my favor, just give me the million dollars. But I'm going to tell you what, I would give that all up so I could be saved. Praise God. Amen. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10, I told you we were going to come back to this. So when we're talking about the source of our joy, God himself wants to give us joy, wants to give a, that great gift to you and I so he is the source he is the vine and so as such without the vine without the source of nourishment 
the branches will fade and wither and die. Anybody ever seen trees, bushes? You know what I'm talking about? Without the source, those branches will wither and die. No fruit will come of them. They will simply die on the vine. And so, uh, as such, we've got to abide in Him, as Jesus is saying, and stay connected to Him because He is our source for all of our living. Nehemiah 8, verse 10. He said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our God, neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Folks, if you abide in Him, and He abides in you, hallelujah, His joy will flow in your life, and it will bring strength to you, because that joy is needed in times of trouble. When you're going through the struggles and the trials of life, that joy is needed to help remind you, praise God, of the goodness of God. That God's got all things in His control. Praise God. When I pray, and, and, and uh, most of the time when I pray, I, I try to pray through the, what, what we call the tabernacle plan. Uh, and, and when I get to a certain point, there's those, those five pillars, and I pray, uh, you know, Isaiah uh, chapter 9, verse 6, that uh, His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And I, and I give glory to God in those, those names uh, of, that are listed there, and one of those being the Mighty God. And in that, as I pray that, I pray, God, remind me that you are the mighty God, that you've got all of my situations in your hands, that you've got all of my problems in your control. I pray for you. I pray that God would remind you this very same thing. And in doing so, praise God, it's the joy of the Lord that will give you strength in those times. That joy of the Lord, it's hard to be joyful and fearful at the same time. Try it. Let me know how it works. I don't think it can be done. Because the joy of the Lord will tend to cast out the fear. Now we know the scripture tells us that perfect love is what casts out fear. But it's sure hard to be fearful when joy is, is in your life. Because there's a reason for the joy. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. Praise God, when you feel like you're going to break, the joy of the Lord just may help you bend a little bit more. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord will help you bounce back. Spring back. Praise God. And so here we are. We are the branches. And so we must abide in the vine or abide in the joy of the Lord. One of my favorite, favorite scriptures, Psalm 1611. Uh, in fact, just because it's my favorite, let's go ahead and turn there together. Psalm 1611. Amen. Memorize this. 
Psalm 1611. I've already got it in my notes, but I'm going to go ahead and turn there anyway. Thou wilt show me the path of life. You want to know the direction that you need to walk? You want to know the path that you need to take? The psalmist says, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is what? Fullness of joy. In other words, you can't get more than that. Fullness of joy. And at thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. If you want to know how to have the strength of the joy of the Lord in your life, it comes from abiding in the vine. In His presence is fullness of joy. The psalmist continued in Psalm 42, verse 4. It says, When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me, for I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with the multitude that kept holy day. Praise God. Abiding in the vine. Staying in the presence of the Lord, the source of joy. Not the world. Not the things of the world. But in Him. In Him. I went with them the house of God with the voice of joy. Praise God. John 16, verse 24, Jesus says, Hitherto uh, you, uh, have you asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. It's okay to ask of the Lord. But I will tell you that it, it happens when you abide in Him. When that connection is not just on its last leg, but when that connection is, is strong and, and that, that joy is flowing in your life, that's where the fullness of joy comes in. Fullness of joy. Praise God. And so we need His joy in us, and He wants to give that joy into your life. Again, as I mentioned earlier, He is the source. He wants to put that, give that joy into your life. And so when we look at His joy in us, John chapter 15, verse 11, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. What's happening here? What's happening here? That my joy might remain in you. He's the vine joy of the Lord is giving strength to you and I. It's flowing into our living. But not just that the branch can be full, but what is the, what is the branch supposed to do? Produce fruit. So that not only that the branch has sustenance and strength, but that the branch can produce the fruit. And that the fruit is full. You ever picked a, an orange or whatever, a tangerine, whatever you want to call them. Uh, there, there's multiple different types, but, but I remember in our backyard uh, growing up that we could go and, and pick an orange off the tree, and, and sometimes they were just awesome. And other times, 
Not so much. I want the joy to be full in my life. The fruit needs to be good. Praise God. Everybody down here, is, they're, they're nodding their heads. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Amen. All right. When we have the joy of the Lord, and, and here's when I uh, talked last week about the love of God and how the love of God, we, we, we ought to be very careful with being fruit inspectors. But I will tell you that the joy of the Lord working in us, it does something great. Because the joy of the Lord being our strength, when you look at trees, and depending on the type of, of plant or vegetation, uh, you know, there are, uh, each branch has its own strength, right? If it was just there by itself, it would still be held up because it's receiving the nutrients. But when a tree is full, there is also strength that is found in the other branches as they intertwine and hold each other up. And the joy of the Lord does the same thing through fellowship among the children of God. Amen. As we abide in the vine, the branches provide strength and protection to one another and support one another through fellowship. And so... Uh, the, when we look at the joy of the Lord in our lives, uh, they were able to rejoice in the Scripture for the other saints. They were able to rejoice for one another. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse number 9. And what, for what thanks can we render to God again for you? For all the joy wherewith we joy for your sakes before our God. It's okay to be happy for one another. It's okay to rejoice for one another. In fact, here's the greater challenge, to be happy and rejoice for one another when you're not having the greatest of times. That's where you need to stay connected to the vine and let the joy of the Lord continue to be your strength. And in those times, you will also receive strength from the fellowship of the body from those other branches as they're gaining strength from the Lord amen there is refreshing refreshing joy in fellowship Romans 15 32 Paul says that I may come unto you with joy by the will of God and may with you be refreshed he's bringing the joy of the Lord with him and together they're going to be refreshed their strength in fellowship. Philemon 1 in verse 7, he says, We have great joy and consolation and love because the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother. That's the heart, the seat of emotion. They were refreshed by their brother. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24. Not for that we have dominion over your faith, but are helpers of your what? Of your joy. We are helpers of your joy. We're in this together. 
we're in this together. When maybe you're struggling with the joy of the Lord in your life, you've got brothers and sisters that are helping you out. Folks, I know we're not perfect. Look at your neighbor. They're not perfect. But look at yourself. Neither are you. But we're trying. I think we're all trying. Amen. Be a, be a helper of each other's joy. Wouldn't it be amazing if we all thought like that? Amen. Philippians chapter 2, verse 17. Yea, and, and if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of, of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. For the same cause also do you joy and rejoice with me. Isn't that cool? Intertwined. Paul, Paul is the one who writes and talks about us being the body of Christ. That the eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you. He talks about us being a building fitly framed together. So he's, he's giving imagery throughout his writings that we're in this together, supporting one another in the service and the work of God. Because we all need it. At different points, we need it more. Yes, we're... we're we're receiving the joy of the Lord, the strength of the Lord as it flows through into us through His Spirit. But He does that and we can be a support to our brothers and sisters in those times where maybe they're struggling with that. Amen. Now, that's the branches. But what are the branches supposed to do? We said it earlier. Bear fruit. So let's talk about the fruit. Talk about the fruit, those, those that bear joyful fruit. There, there are a couple of, of places in Scripture that give us uh, uh, titles of those, uh, those that bear fruit. Uh, Proverbs chapter 20, verse, or chapter 12, verse 20. Uh, he, the, the, the writer tells us that deceit is in the heart of them that imagine evil, but to the counselors of peace is joy counselors of peace if you're not if you're trying to bring peace jesus told us that blessed are the peacemakers and to those that are the counselors of peace there is joy praise god stop trying to bring strife bring joy amen isaiah 29 verse 19 the meek also shall increase their joy in the lord the meek shall increase their joy in the lord not about pride. Simply, I know who the Lord is and I know who I am in Christ. Amen. That means that you're, you purpose to abide in Him. And in doing so, you will be fruitful. You will produce the fruit of joy in your life. There's joy at the promises of God. When we look at, at the wise men, anybody, anybody love the wise men of the, uh, the nativity story? Anybody love them? I love those guys. Amen. The Bible tells us that in, in Matthew chapter 2, I'm not going to read the whole, the whole scriptures, but uh, verse number 10, when they saw the star, what did they do? They rejoiced with what? 
exceeding great joy. What God has, has promised is about to come to pass. Amen. We can rejoice or joy at the promises of God. First uh, Peter chapter 1, verse 8. We need to be excited about this. I love, I love what Peter's about to tell us. Whom having not seen, you love. He's talking about Jesus. Anybody here seen Jesus face to face? Walked with him like the disciples? No, none of us have. But praise God, by faith we're looking. And he says, Whom having not seen, you love, in whom though now you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. He's coming back, folks. And in the work that he's doing in you and I right now, there is joy that is to be had, but even greater joy is knowing that he's coming back for his bride, of which you and I are a part of. And we can rejoice in that. Praise God with joy unspeakable. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I, my wife went, when we were in college, she went back to British Columbia, uh, left uh, a semester early, uh, went back to British Columbia uh, to try to start getting things uh, in order. She, she wanted to, to buy certain things and, and get the stuff for the house wherever we were going to live. And, and, and I know that she was super excited when I finally got to come Come be with her in British Columbia. She's, she's so excited. She stayed married to me so far for 23 years. Folks, when the Lord comes back, hallelujah, there ain't nothing in this world that's going to hold me down. Hallelujah. I, that, that needs to bring some excitement. That needs to bring some joy to the hearts and the minds of the children of God. He's coming back, and He's coming back soon. And just like John said at the end of the book of Revelation, even so come, Lord Jesus, even so come. Praise God. Amen. No man can take your joy, folks. No man can take your joy. John chapter 16, verse 22, Jesus says, that you now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again and your heart shall rejoice. Your joy no man taketh from you. No one can take it from you. I don't care what, what happens in our world and, and what sort of persecutions arise. No man can take your joy. It just means, like, like Paul said, to live as Christ and to die as gain. You tell me how I lose. Praise God. Now, one thing that we need to remember, uh, I'm going to try to move a little quicker here. Amen. One thing we need to remember, when, you, when that, that uh, branch is bearing fruit, if you, if you are familiar from school, uh, there's something special inside that fruit. Anybody think of what maybe I'm thinking of? 
seed. There's something in the, in the fruit. There's a seed there. Amen. And that seed, it's going to produce more fruit. Folks, we need to understand that joy begets joy. Joy begets joy. Acts chapter 8, amen, verse number 5. Philip went down to the city of Samaria, preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies and that were lame were healed. In verse number 8, and there was great joy in that city. The whole city. Because of a child of God. Acts 15, verse 3, and being brought on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenice and Samaria, declaring the conversion of the Gentiles, and they caused great joy unto all the brethren. Joy begets joy. Praise God. But I will tell you, there is a sacrifice of joy. The psalmist put it, this, put it this way, Psalm 27, verse 6. And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will offer sacrifices of joy. Praise God. You know, they used to offer all sorts of sacrifices. Not all of them were, 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 had negative connotations. Many of them had joyful connotations. They, they reminded them of the goodness of God at different points. Praise God. One, one was a, a wave offering. You take the loaves of bread and wave it. But praise God, there's, when you come into the house of the Lord, there's a sacrifice of joy. I'm going to let my joy be known. I'm going to let the gladness, the goodness of the Lord, the cheerfulness in my heart because of who He is and what He's done, I'm going to let that be known, and I'm going to let that be a sacrifice unto the Lord. Praise God. Luke chapter 6, uh, verse 22. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you, and when they shall separate you from their company, and shall reproach you, cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sakes. And He says... Rejoice in that day and leap for joy. Behold, your, your reward is great in heaven, for in like manner did the father, your fathers, or their fathers under the prophets. When all these things are happening, when all this trouble's coming, rejoice and leap for joy. Whew. Doesn't sound like that's, that's what I was planning to do. <laughs> Anybody understand that? Anybody with me? That when those types of things are happening, that we're going to try to hunker down, we're going to try to try to protect ourselves and keep ourselves, and 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 you know probably most likely you know be, bemoan and wail uh, about all the things that we're going through. I see it all the time with the, with uh, the children of God. But praise God, what he, what Jesus is telling us is that rejoice in that day and leap for joy. Because just like what Jesus said, that the branches abide in the vine, in those moments, we become more like Him. Praise God. Praise God. 
Amen. James chapter 1, verse 2. One of my favorite scriptures also. James says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Count it all joy. We've heard so much teaching and preaching about that. I've already repeated it already as far as what we preached on Sunday. Amen. That all things can work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. All the things that you go through can be counted together as joy. This one's joy. That one's joy. What I'm going through right now is joy. What I'm going through tomorrow is joy. Praise God. And when you start counting it all joy, it starts adding up to a great sum. And you start laying up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust will corrupt, where thieves can't break through and steal. Praise God. We don't have to worry about what this world's going to do to us because I'm laying up my treasures. I'm counting everything joy. I'm laying it up for a retirement plan. Praise God. Amen. First Peter chapter 4, verse 12, and we're, we're basically done. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. Everybody with me? Don't think it's strange that the world's acting like it's acting. It's the world. Don't think it's strange that sinners are acting like sinners. They're sinners. Praise God. But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when His glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's stand together tonight. I want to read one more portion of Scripture, a portion that most of you are familiar with. But I want you to hear in the context and think about what, what God is speaking to us in the timing of the, the world that we're living in, the generation, the society that we're in right now. Amen. Matthew 25, verse 14. The kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods unto one he gave five talents to another two to another one to every man according to his several ability and straightway he took his journey then he that had received five talents went and traded the same and made them other five talents in other words he made five more and likewise he that had received two he gained he also gained other two but he that received one, he went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckons with them. And so he that received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliveredst unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter thou into what? The joy 
of the Lord. And to the same that had two, in, the, in verse number 23, he says the same thing. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. And I can tell you right now, if we do it right, it will not be much of a change for you and I. Because if we abide in Him as we are told, if we abide in Him as, as we've been instructed, as the branches, if we abide in the vine, and the joy of the Lord is flowing into and through our lives, that it's not going to be much of a difference when we get to heaven because we will already know the joy of the Lord. We just get a little bit bigger place to run around in. Praise God. We get a little bigger dance floor. Hallelujah. I think I heard somebody over to my right say, no more achy bodies. You can, you can do a jig without worrying about busting the hip. Hallelujah joy of the Lord. Praise God. When we think about the fruit of the Spirit, the problem is all of this is great. And all of this we get excited about. That the, This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away. But the problem is, is that we keep this joy to ourselves. What is it about fruit that we know? Is that it's not for the branches to consume. It's for everybody else to partake of. The joy that God has given to you, that's for your coworkers to experience. That's for your family to see. Don't be a grumpy face around your family all the time. Don't go to work in the molly grubs all the time and never let them see the joy of the Lord in you. Some days you may have to fake it a little bit. But if you've got to fake it every day, something's wrong with you. That joy of the Lord needs to flow through you. I'm not talking about with a plastered smile. I'm talking about with a calm assurance, knowing that God's got everything in control. And you can speak that into other people's lives, praise God, who are going through very similar things as you. Do you know how many people I talk to or have talked to that, 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 that they're in the midst of going through literal storms in their lives? People that I've been on the phone with that, are, that their houses are torn apart. That they've lost family members, multiple family members in just the last couple of months. And I, I get a chance to speak calmness and peace into their lives. And you can do the very same thing. And let the fruit of the Spirit be exhibited in your life. And I'm going to say this one last, one last thing. 
sometimes, just like I mentioned with you, you and your homes, stop being a grumpy puss at home. Don't bring it to church either. Folks, David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Praise God. Let there be a cheerfulness and a joyfulness in your heart when you get to come into the house of the Lord and worship together with your brothers and sisters. When we get to sing songs that give praise and glory to God, don't worry about whether the drummer's on beat or whether they're singing or playing a song. I, folks, if you could only see what the people on the platform see when you're worshiping, if I can use that word very loosely. Sometimes it looks like the night of the living dead out here. I'm, I better stop. I'm getting on a little soap. If, there's not a, if, there, if you can't muster a smile when we're singing about the goodness of the Lord, God help your joy. If the song's got to be just right and the tempo's got to be just right, if the preacher's got to say just the right thing for you to respond, something's wrong with your joy. Praise God. Amen. I got, got off on a little tangent there. Amen. God help us tonight. We thank you so much for your grace, your goodness, oh God, how, how awesome you are in our lives. Thank you, Jesus, that you have saved us, that you've provided the atonement, Lord, for our sins. Thank you, Lord, that you are bringing us ever closer to you, God. Thank you that, Lord, you have loved us that much. And I pray, God, help us to continue to abide in you, Lord Jesus, that your, your word would abide in us. God, I pray, Lord, let, let this joy that we've talked about tonight, let it flow into our lives every day, God. Let it flow into every area of our living, Lord, in our homes, on our jobs, in our relationships, God. I pray in our service to you, God, everything, Lord, everywhere we go, every, every person we speak to, Lord, I pray... Let them be partakers of the fruit that we bear and exhibit to this world. God, I pray tonight that you would be glorified in all of it. Because the fruit does not come from us, but it flows from you, God, as we abide in you. And that is our desire, Lord, is to bring glory to you in all that we say and all that we do. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you.